From the historic Loretto Abbey Chapel, with the kind cooperation of the Toronto Catholic District School Board, the National Catholic Broadcasting Council presents The Daily TV Mass. Welcome to the celebration of the Daily TV Mass. My name is Father Ryan Alamau. The televising of this Mass is made possible by a contribution from an anonymous donor from Cambridge, Ontario. This Mass is offered in thanksgiving and for the sick, the elderly, shut-ins, the souls in purgatory, and for our families to return to the faith. On behalf of all the faithful across Canada gathered for this celebration, we thank our donor for the gift of this Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Brothers and sisters, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. O God, from whom all good things come, grant that we who call on you in our need may at your prompting discern what is right and by your guidance do it. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the first book of Kings. After a while, the wadi where Elijah was hiding dried up because there was no rain in the land. Then the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Go now to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and live there, for I have commanded a widow there to feed you. So he set out and went to Zarephath. When he came to the gate of the town, a widow was there gathering sticks. He called to her and said, Bring me a little water in a vessel so that I may drink. As she was going to bring it, he called to her and said, Bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. But she said, As the Lord your God lives, I have nothing baked, only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am now gathering a couple of sticks so that I may go home and prepare it for myself and my son, that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterwards, make something for yourself and your son. For thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, the jar of meal will not be emptied and the jug of oil will not fail until the day that the Lord sends rain on the earth. She went and did as Elijah said, so that she as well as he and her household ate for many days. The jar of meal was not emptied, neither did the jug of oil fail according to the word of the Lord that he spoke by Elijah. The word of the Lord. Lord, let your face shine on us. Lord, let your face 
shine on us. Answer me when I call, O God of my right. You gave me room when I was in distress. Be gracious to me and hear my prayer. How long, you people, shall my honor suffer shame? How long will you love vain words and seek after lies? Lord, let your face shine on us. But know that the Lord has set apart the faithful for himself. The Lord hears when I call to him. When you are disturbed, do not sin. Ponder it on your beds and be silent. Lord, let your face shine on us. There are so many who say, Oh, that we might see some good. Let the light of your face shine on us, O Lord. You have put gladness in my heart more than when their grain and wine abound. Lord, let your face shine on Alleluia, 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 Alleluia. Let your light shine before all, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, you are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one after lighting a lamp puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord the <clears throat> As I mentioned in my homily yesterday, in our first readings we begin to see, we're, be we're seeing this development of the drama between Elijah and King Ahab. And today we see the second miracle where Elijah feeds the widow and her son from this little bit of flour she has in the little jug of oil. 
But carrying on from this idea of injustice that I mentioned yesterday and what we are called to do as Christians, which is to set our eyes on the horizon of the next life, this makes sense in the light of today's readings and even yesterday's readings and the readings for the whole week, really. Jesus says to us, you are the salt of the earth. He's calling us here and now to change our life on earth and by our life on earth, by our witness, to invite others to change. I mentioned this yesterday when I talked about corrections that God sends us to set us right back onto the right path, to keep us from veering away from him so that we will fulfill our destiny of being with him in heaven, the destiny for which he has created us. But that doesn't mean there needs to be a disconnect between this life and that. That doesn't mean that God has no love for us in this life, that we are not called to love this life to a certain extent. We're called to love this life in as much as it will allow us to get to the next life and and to enjoy eternal life with God in heaven. This life is not merely a means, but is a way for us to come to know God and to come to know God as he has created us in this material world, in this physical world, in our bodily way of knowing him, which is why Jesus Christ has come in the resurrection. But we're also called to know that the material world around us is not everything, is not the only thing that exists, there's more. And so these miracles of Elijah, for example, remind the people of Israel who God is, the God who has created the heavens and the earth, the God who is God over life and death. And especially for us as Christians, we see that in Jesus Christ, who in his resurrection has shown us not only the bodily way of existing after death, but the fact that he, God, is Lord over life and death. And so when we look at corrections as punishments or injustices, we are losing sight of, as I said, the balance of things. We're losing sight of the uh, fact that God is drawing us into the next life, not only for this life itself, but into the next life. And so he calls us then to be the salt of the earth. Now, my father is a chef and growing up, we would help him in the kitchen and when he had a restaurant as well, we would go and kind of just sit around. We were little kids, we didn't do much, but we would be around him when he was there in the kitchen uh, doing his cooking and stuff. When my father stopped eating meat in his 30s, and so he generally relied on us, his kids, to be able to taste the food, especially the meat dishes, to be able to tell him what the flavors were. And at that young age, I learned already this idea of, you know, contrast in cooking. If something was a little too spicy, he would sort of cut the spice by adding something a little acidic to it. If something was bland, he'd use a little bit of salt. And if something was a little too salty, when that was a bit of a problem, and I don't really know what he used to do. He never told us. But nonetheless, I learned this idea of subtlety in taste, but also that contrast brings out really not only that subtlety, but the main flavor of the dish. And this is what Jesus says when he talks about saltiness. What, you, what good is salt if it has lost its taste? As Christians, we are called to be the salt of the earth. We're called to be a contradiction. We're called to be countercultural, not in the way that's abrasive. Now, I know salt can be granular and abrasive. If you sprinkle it on food and you sprinkle too much of it, perhaps you, it grinds in your teeth. You know, the McDonald's French fries, if you put too much salt at the end of it all. But if salt has been added to food in the cooking, you don't feel the abrasiveness of it, but you feel the flavor. This is what we're called to do. as Christians, to bring our Christian values to bear in the world. 
not by being abrasive, not by being countercultural for the sake of being countercultural, but for the sake, as I reminded us yesterday and as I say again today, to correct, to lead people astray. We're not Christians so that we can condescend and say to others, well, guess what? You are condemned and I am saved. I am the elect, I am chosen, and you are damned. That is not what we are called to do as Christians. Rather, we are called to bring the knowledge of God to the whole world so that all of God's children can come back. This is the idea of that saltiness that is there. And so when our world seeks to marginalize us, if you use that analogy of cooking, if we're not allowed to bring our saltiness while the food is cooking, we have to be added on top and we seem sort of abrasive and Christians can become an irritant to society. Oh, they're telling us these things we're doing are wrong because of the sake of their Christian values. What do they know? But if we're able to live normal lives as human beings in our world, contribute to our world, and if we choose also not to distance ourselves from the world, but even as Elijah was called by God to come back from exile and to go back to Israel and to now work that miracle in their midst there with the widow and her son, we too are called in our ways, unless we're monks and contemplative sisters, which very few of us are, we're called in our own way in the world. Our vocation is to be Christians in the world and to bring salt to the world in that way. This is how we Christianize the world. This is how we draw people to Christ. And so when we begin to see then this idea of injustice in that way too, we have to be careful that as salt, uh, being salt in the world doesn't mean being politically radical either. There is a danger of going too far in that way and saying, God is calling us to be the salt of the earth and we need to change the world radically from within. That is a form of political radical ideology that really strips again the idea of what Christianity is. It strips us away, it, it blinds us from eternal life, from looking out onto the horizon. We're not called to be dispensers of God's wrath and justice here in this world. We're not called to overturn the social order. We are called to point out to people, as Elijah pointed out to King Ahab, point out to leaders and those in power the things that they're doing that they're wrong, encourage them to change, encourage them to watch out for the marginalized. But we're not called to overturn the social order. So many times in the gospel, Jesus says to his disciples, those that misunderstand him, that he's not here to restore the kingdom right here and now. He's here to reveal that he is king, he is Lord over life and death, so that we know that the next life is really what is the most important for us. And as I said about being overly salty, I don't know how you fix a recipe that's overly salty. If I were to oversalt things, you would just throw it out. And so if we become this sort of politically radical movement in the world that seeks to overthrow everything, we will be completely ignored. We will be completely marginalized and people will just think we're a bunch of kooks. That's not what our Christianity is about. That's not what God has made us for. He's made us to bring together all of the nations. He has, he's established his church on earth so that we can be a witness by our lives, silently lived in the midst of this world, but nonetheless in a way that shows we are Christians. If people ask you, what did you do during the great lockdown of 2020? What did you do on your weekend? We have to be able to say, I did the things that a Christian would do. I did not forget my faith. I did not forget the Lord who thinks about me. And in this way, we can bear witness in these small ways. How we passed our time in, in tedium, we passed our time as Christians do. And so as we continue this Eucharist, then we pray for the grace to be salt of the earth, the salt that flavors but doesn't ruin, the salt that flavors but doesn't irritate.
And we now bring our prayers to God our Father, for our church and our world, that all our actions may be born of the understanding that God has made us to share life with him in heaven. We pray to the Lord. For all of those in the daily TV Mass community who have asked to be included in our prayer intentions book, especially those who are facing significant transitions in their activities, health, relationships, or finance, we pray to the Lord. Lord hear our For the souls of all the faithful departed, that God may welcome them into an eternal life of peace in his kingdom, we pray to the Lord. Lord Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of years granted in our time to so many men and women in the second half of life. We thank you for their presence in our community, for their life experience, their courage and wisdom, and for their witness of faith. We ask your blessing upon them as they live the many transitions that are part of maturing years. Be with them, keep them in your care, grant them peace, and enable them to become beacons of hope in our world. We ask this through your Son and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we've received the bread we offer you. Fruit of the earth and work of human hands, it'll become for us the bread of life. of this water and wine, may we come to share in the divinity of Christ, to humble himself, to share in our humanity. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands, it will become our spiritual drink. With humble fear, spirit, and contrite heart, may we be accepted by you, O Lord. May our sacrifice in your sight this day be pleasing to you, Lord God. Wash me, O Lord, from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sins. Pray, brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. Look kindly upon our service, O Lord, we pray, that what we offer may be an acceptable oblation to you and lead us to grow in charity through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just our duty and our salvation always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, almighty and eternal God. For just as through your beloved Son you created the human race, so also through him with great goodness you formed it anew. And so it is right that all your creatures serve you, all the redeemed praise you, and all your saints with one heart bless you. Therefore, we too extol you with all the angels, as in joyful celebration we acclaim. Blessed is he who comes. 
You are indeed holy, O Lord, and the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts, we pray, by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples saying, take this all of you and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the, sal and the chalice of salvation giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Thomas our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs to eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. Amen. At the Savior's command, informed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that, by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress, as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church, 
and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. For those of you at home, join with me now in this act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the Blessed Sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire you in my soul. Since I cannot now receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. As though you were already there, I embrace you and unite myself wholly to you. Permit not that I should ever be separated from you. Amen. Let us pray. May your healing work, O Lord, free us, we pray, from doing evil and lead us to what is right. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth, the Mass is ended. Our thanks to our donor for the gift of this Mass. If you're interested in making monthly donations using the pre-authorized checking method, please call our office at 1-888-383-6277 for details. Today he rose and left the dead.